0: Hey, good morning to you. I want to break some bread with you from uh, some recent experiences in my life. You ever been busy doing nothing? I mean, just really busy doing a whole lot of things that you deem that are important. They're necessary, but you're really doing nothing because you're frustrated. You're jacked up in life. You have no joy. You're sour. You're trying to get things done. You're in survival mode. You just wanna make it through the day. It's not pleasant what you're doing. You're not really enjoying it. It's not really coming from a place to where you're flowing. You're striving to do all the things that you feel like you need to do and you're not having a good time. You're busy doing nothing. Well, I feel like I've been like that recently, and um, what the Lord showed me is a very familiar sect in the Christian world, and I want to share that with you. It's found in Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42, and it's the story of Martha, busy, busy Martha. I'm going to read from the KJV, which is my uh, translation of preference. Feel free to follow along with whatever uh, version you are comfortable with. In Luke 10:38, uh, the scripture says, now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus's feet and heard his word. So Jesus was in there talking, teaching, doing what Jesus does. The scripture continues, but Martha was cumbered, overloaded, weighed down about much serving, and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her, therefore, that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha. Thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. In my mind, I see Martha in there irritated, banging dishes around, clanging pots around, (laughs) slamming cabinet doors, (laughs) uh, scrambling around, trying to do all of these things that she feels like need to be done. And uh, she's irritated, she comes and she says to Jesus, don't you care about me in there doing all of this work and my sister's not helping. The Bible says that Mary left. So maybe Mary was there helping her at first and then decided uh, she heard the word and she left and began to sit at Jesus' feet and listen to the word. And Martha's in there, probably irritated now after some time, and trying to get all these duties accomplished, the Bible says that she was uh, cumbered about with much serving. How many times do you find yourself in a place, and you're serving? You're you're trying to you're serving at work. You're ser- serving at church. You're serving family. You're serving here. You're serving there. It might be that your heart's in the right place. You want to do the right thing, but you're so busy serving that you're not being served when the master is present. And Jesus said, listen, you're weighed down with all of this serving that you're doing. You're troubled by all of this stuff. He said, you're troubled about many things, troubled. She was troubled. She was not at peace. She was not in a place of rest. She was troubled. She was irritated, probably annoyed. You know how siblings are. Uh, And uh, she was in this place where she was doing a whole lot of stuff, but was it really fruitful? Was it really productive? Was she really living life? And Jesus, he said, Mary chose the better part. Mary was spending time with Jesus while he was present. How many times have we skipped prayer in the morning or personal devotion with Jesus? How many times has Jesus woken you up Early to speak to you. He had a word. There was a word for you and you chose to do something else. I know personally there's times that the Lord's woken me up early in the morning to give me a word or to speak to me. And I've ignored him because I was troubled about many things. Oh, it's going to be a busy day. I got to do this. I got to put this order in. I got to get this list together. I got to help do this. Oh yeah. I got to take care of that. So I'm in prayer. Hey, God bless this day. Thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. And I'm gone. And God had a word for me and I didn't receive it because I was troubled about much serving so busy about my father's business that I forgot what the business is really about and not spending time with the master, spending time in his presence. The presence of God is so needful because from it flows. Everything that we do, it's designed to flow. It's supposed to roll from our union and fellowship with Jesus. It's supposed to be joyful. I've come that they might have life and that they might have it more abundantly. I don't think that life is is intended for us to be troubled about all of these things that need to be done. Jesus said one thing is needful, and that's to spend time with me. That's the only thing necessary. Why? Because everything else that we have to do, it should flow from our union. Jesus designed it to where it's not us doing the work, but it is him working in us and through us to accomplish all of the tasks that the day has for us. Paul said in Galatians chapter 2 verse 20, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I But Christ lives in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I live by the faith of the son of God. I live by his faith. I live because of the faith that he has working through me. I live because of the life that he is in me, working through me, the life flowing through me, everything that I'm doing, it flows. It's a consequence or a natural result because of my abiding in his presence. Let's go to John chapter 15. Look at what the scripture says. This ties directly into what Jesus is talking about. One thing is needful, and that's to spend time with me. Not being busy about all of these things. Not being overcumbered or overloaded. Just because you're doing a whole lot of stuff or serving in so many different areas, that doesn't make you productive. That doesn't make you spiritual. That doesn't make you spiritual at all. Listen to this right here, John chapter 15. It's going to be a little reading, but I want to point out some things that God showed me while I was spending time with him, while he was breaking bread with me. I want to share what he broke bread with me about. John chapter 15, Jesus is speaking here. He's instructing his disciples and he says, I am the true vine and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth no fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me ye can do nothing. Martha was troubled about many things, but was she being fruitful? She was getting a lot accomplished, maybe, but was she being fruitful? Was she bearing much fruit? There's a difference between doing a whole lot and bearing much fruit. It's not the same thing. You can be so busy serving in all these areas and not be fruitful because you're not connected to the vine, and then what have you been doing? You've been busy for nothing. Without me, Jesus is saying, you can do nothing. One thing is needful, and Mary has chosen the better part. Spending time with me, abiding in my presence is what Jesus is trying to communicate. And this is the same word to us now. I feel the Holy Ghost. We need to abide in his presence Let's not get so carried away with our daily duties that we neglect to spend that valuable time, that empowering time, that fruit-enabling time in His presence. The Bible says, "If, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire and they're burned. Maybe the fiery trial that you're going through is because you've been disconnected from the vine and you have withered. When we get distracted with much serving, when we get encumbered with so many things uh, serving different things, different ideas, different responsibilities, and we're not doing it from a flow of where we're connected, we are disconnected and we are withered. That's why we end up drained so often. That's why we're giving out so much, but there's nothing being put back. There's no flow. But when we're connected to the vine as a branch, there's a flow from the vine through the branch that bears the fruit. It's not the vine itself that bears the fruit, but the branch on the vine. So there has to be a flow from the vine to the branch so that there can be fruit. The fruit is the result of the flow. If we're not being fruitful, then we're not in the flow. It ought to flow. I remember a season in my life where I was really connected in the flow of God's empowerment and presence was was moving. And the word was coming to me. God was speaking to me. There was fruit. It was being downloaded into my spirit. I had a word here. There was a word there. I was quickened, instant with the word. And then I got encumbered with much serving. Ministry picked up, school picked up, work picked up. And I'm doing all of this stuff. Is it the right thing? Yeah, we ought to hold our responsibilities and honor God and what we're doing, but it should never be from our own strength. It should be from the flow of God's presence. And consequently, from being disconnected, we wither, we get drained. Ministry is no longer joyful work. We no longer have that excitement of abundant life that we're experiencing is dry. We're in a place to where we're always striving and marcus's mom we we were talking yesterday all of us and she mentioned that word she's like man i feel like i'm striving and i like that because that's exactly what i felt like i i'm striving to do this and it's not flowing from a natural consequence and uh i felt withered that dry drained feeling it's you've been withered because you're not connected Your leaves are crunchy. (laughs) You know what I mean? Your leaves are crispy. They make a crunching sound. They're not lush and revived and vitalized with the presence of God. The scripture continues. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit so shall ye be my disciples. As the Father Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, And that your joy might be full. There's a reason. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Our strength to do the things that we have to do. But it's supposed to come from a place of rest in God where we are empowered by His strength. Where we have joy. Jesus said, if you keep my commandments, I want to pause here for a moment and highlight that because I don't think that he's talking about the Mosaic law. I don't think that he's talking about the Ten Commandments. I don't think he's talking about the law of Moses. I think he's talking about the instructions that just preceded that statement in verse 10 of uh, John 15. The word commandments in the Greek is the word Entele, entele, or antele, uh, which which is also translated into the word precept. There are two times in the Bible that word is translated precept. Sixty-nine other times it's translated commandment. And the word antele, it means an order, a command, a charge, a precept, or injunction which implies that which is prescribed to one by reason of his office. Jesus was in a place of authority and he prescribed these precepts, these, these commands, these commandments. The other meaning is commandment, a prescribed rule in accordance with which a thing is done. Also, a precept relating to the lineage or of the Mosaic precept concerning the priesthood, and it also means ethically used of the commandments in the Mosaic law or Jewish tradition. The word commandment and precept is used interchangeably. It's the word antile in the Greek. The word precept means a general rule intended to regulate behavior or thought These instructions that Jesus gave, these commandments or these precepts to abide in me and I in you. Let my word abide in you. Stay connected to me so that you can be fruitful. The Father's will is for you to bear much fruit, but you have to be connected to me. Those are the commandments that. I believe Jesus is talking about here when he says, if you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, if you keep these precepts, if you keep these instructions that I'm conveying to you, these charges that I'm giving you, then you're going to abide in my love. You're going to flow in my love. Even as I have kept my father's commandments and abide in his love. And the verse right after, verse 10, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you, and that your joy might be full. God intends for us to flow and operate from a place of rest. His presence is a place of rest. The spirit of God is that place of rest from which God intended us to operate from all of our work, all of our serving, all of our duties, all the things that are necessary to maintain and preserve life and live life to the fullest, to experience it abundantly. It comes from this place of rest in Jesus. His words. Notice, remember in the story of Martha that uh, she that Mary heard the word of the Lord. She was listening to the word of God. And here in John, Jesus is saying, abide in me and my word in you. It's the same thing. It's the spirit. It's it's him beckoning us and drawing us to sit at his feet and hear the word of God. Let him whisper to your spirit because we are hungry for him. In, In that intimate fellowship and union with our Savior, with our God, our Redeemer, Let his words penetrate your heart, his life-giving words. Let them flow. Let your life flow. Let your duties and works flow from a place of rest in God. His burden is light. His burden is easy when he's flowing through us, when we allow him to work through us. He's carrying the load for us. When we get shifted out of that place of fellowship and union with God, because we're so busy trying to do all of these things, we're busy doing nothing. We're doing a whole bunch of work, but we're not being fruitful. God's will is for us to be fruitful. God's will is for us to operate and flow from a place of rest. Psalm 16 and 11 says this, Thou wilt shew me the path of life, In Thy presence is fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore in the presence of God. I just want to encourage you to spend time with God. Don't allow the seasons of life, however busy they get, to replace your intimate time with God. I've done that. I've been guilty of that several times and here again lately in this season because I've allowed myself to be encumbered with all of this much serving. I've been troubled over many things. And Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The Bible says, Take no thought. And we often do that when we get shifted out of the presence of God. God bless you all. I pray that this word touches you. I pray that this blesses you. I pray that this reminds you of the refreshing presence of Almighty God. That you can be empowered by His life. By the word of God that gives life. Be quickened in the spirit in the name of Jesus. And let there be peace upon you and grace to enable you. God bless you all. Share this with somebody and be a blessing to them. Love you all in Jesus' name.